from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's podcast, episode 167, a conversation with Brian Shearer. I'm your host, John. And I'm Ryan. Oh, wait, that, no. I'm Robert. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a historic episode. Yes, our fearless leader, Ryan, is not with us tonight. For the first time in six years, I know. I can't Ryan is it. not part of his own show. I swear. He wanted us to make man, fun of him. No, you think a man's dedicated and he just can't be bothered. <laughs> Like, where's the dedication, Ryan? Well, he, he's he, hanging out with Duke tonight. He they got captured together. <laughs> well, we'll see him. Next, is, we'll see him next episode. Then <laughs> he'll be all right. And that voice was a, a longtime friend of the show, good friend of ours. That, ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Teabag Travis is with us tonight. How, how's it going, everybody? Hey, Travis, glad you could make it. Thank you. Thank you. So as I mentioned, gang, uh, you know, obviously we have a, another guest as well. We're very excited to have here a uh, longtime friend of many of us. Uh, first time on the show, so we were excited to have him. <laughs> Brian Shearer. Wait, why didn't you couldn't say all of us? <laughs> all of us. <laughs> I'm leave it up to, to well, apparently I'm really not not really good friends with Ryan is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Your first time on, didn't want and to he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have Brian on. Oh, I'm busy. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, taking I night off. Down, I've earned it six years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Put in his time, and he's like, done. <laughs> yeah, so for I those of understand. you wondering, every, t- every episode when I talk about the show ending, we're certainly not ending. But uh, Ryan is uh, enjoying a, a Cavaliers win tonight. And uh, and he told us to go on without him. And he said, hey, I'd like to just edit. That'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. So Cool. Seems weird. We're going to all muddle through, aren't we? We're going to make it the best. <laughs> so this is the uh, one yet. <laughs> this, is my, this is my baseline for this experience. That's right. right. 
So it's all, I mean, the best and worst I've ever done on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I can go either up or down from here on. Yeah. Doesn't. We'll see. So, so Brian, uh, we've known each other for several years now. Uh, got to know you through the conventions and uh, obviously working your work with Shannon and, and with mm-hmm. Robert. I guess talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what you've been up to art wise and what you're working on right now. Well, still on G.I. Joe. Uh, <clears throat> just wrapped up another issue of that yesterday and getting ready to start on the next one. And, uh, you know, I've been on that for almost three years now, which seems ridiculous wow, to me. that's crazy. I mean, that's like in any other industry, that's like 15 years. But in comics, you know, nobody <laughs> stays on anything for three years. And it, it ages but, you about the same too. It does. You see how <laughs> how gray my beard has gotten. It's just creeping up. And it's comics. Comics did that. Yeah. Um, and um, working on, um, I'm working with Robert on a project too. And I don't know how much you can say about that, but I'm working with Robert. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> um. And I'm also doing a, um, a book with a, a Transformers, a fellow Transformers artist, because I work on Transformers from time to time, too. And um, he wrote a book called The Dre. It's about uh, squirrels, anthropomorphic squirrels. So I'm working on that one and uh, doing my William the Last webcomic. So juggling four balls in the air, four work balls. <laughs> <laughs> And not one of them is a small project. They're four. No, really, no. <laughs> really <laughs> huge. Yeah. Huge work balls. They're like the big beach balls, you know, the big yeah. beach balls I'm throwing in the air. So, uh, you know, some of them get, <laughs> some of them get, get uh, moved to the front burner and I'm constantly moving things to the front and back burner. Not yours, Robert. Yours is always on top burner. Top. Front, top, top. Front, top. <laughs> Now, just to clarify, we're talking about the project, not my ball. <laughs> I think the analogies got mixed up there for a second. You're like, not yours, not yours. Look, you can take that in whatever way flatters you the most. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, John, right. John, go ahead. I was wondering, did John turn off the lights? Yeah, too? John. Uh, John disappeared. John was John. at ground ground zero. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently there was an alien invasion that started tonight in Richmond, right Virginia. Exactly. <laughs> this was ground control to Major John. Do you? Man, <laughs> hey, I wonder if he's. Well, it says he's still recording. So we're back to where we were. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Let me see. Here's I like John. How, I like how it says in the chat. So John left, and then he like bumps us. It's like bumped. Oh right yeah. Here out of the conversation. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dang, John. And then Jumped him out. I was like, dang. John. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, still no John. I bet he can he, he can hear us. Maybe. Maybe he keeps clapping. You know he. Um, <laughs> How do you, can you, what do you tap that or something? How yeah, do you clap? Yeah. I'm just going to keep clapping. Come on. John, John. Come on. Come on. 
Where are you? John's going to have the most confident <laughs> endorsements than anybody on. He's like, he's um, the best host ever. Look at all those claps. <laughs> this, is the best. this is the best. Wouldn't that be awesome if his lights were turning on and off? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> John doesn't oh, no. like Brian anymore again. John, Brian got bumped. So if uh, Robert's balls are on top, like, <laughs> what... What what is the succession of balls beneath Robert's balls? Because I'm just imagining like a snowman here, and Robert's like the the head of a snowman. Okay, okay. before we go further with this analogy, I should, I should uh, mention again that Travis's that Travis's nickname is Uncle Teabag, and he's asking this question. Details, um, details. At, at, at which point can I tap out of the analogy? Uh, <laughs> Please now. Great answer. Great answer. Okay, I'm tapping out. Done. Out of the. Out of the. No more. No more Robert's balls. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So, what? What was a? Uh, what was the question? What was, the question? <laughs> was, was, I, was I giving a hierarchy of my uh, priorities? <laughs> Shannon is always right below Robert. Sorry, sorry. I did. I dipped back into the analogy. I'm back. I'm out. I'm out again. Tapping out. Well, let, let, let's talk a little bit about Mr. Gallant since he he's not uh, you know been around for a bit on here either. I guess tell us about when you you know got, kind of when you first started working with him and what what that experience has been like and be as brutal and brutally honest as you want to be because he is not here to defend himself. <laughs> um, yes. but he has my phone number and he'll text me and <laughs> send me send me crav through the. Cross me through the, uh, the the phone. Um, <laughs> I uh, I can't. I started working with him sporadically. I think I guess three years ago. What, what is that? Two thousand twelve. Sort sort of around there. I'd done one or two things um, on his pencils, and uh, he liked it. And because I, I remember Carlos kept. <clears throat> trying to, to get me to do GI Joe. And I was like busy with transformers at the time. And then, um, eventually we just kind of got hooked up on Joe and just, I, I never left. So, but it's been, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been good. It, it's nice to, um, ink someone for that long, just because you get really used to their style. And so things start moving faster. And I think he's, um, he had mentioned to me at a show that he, he kind of, started penciling a little bit looser since we've been together so long, just because I, I kind of know what he's doing. Um, so it's kind of nice to have that just flow. So whenever I hop into GI Joe for the next issue, it's just, you know, you know, it's, it's very easy. <clears throat> um, the downside of that is of course, when uh, I go on to someone else, that's different. Like, you know, Oh, I don't know. Like uh, Robert, for example. Um, <laughs> 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 no, but uh, um uh, you just have to switch gears mentally. And uh, so, uh, but it's been good. GI Joe has been good to me and sh- I- I'll say nice things. Shannon's been, been good to me as an anchor. So, uh, so there, there, I'll leave it at that. 
That was my nice thing. All right, now I'll rip them apart. Dude, <laughs> Shannon, uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> that dude, that little dude, man. <laughs> I know you guys have had. That must have been a boring, boring answer because everybody's just like, mm-hmm. well, okay, let's think of another question. <laughs> You're doing it again. See, I'm like. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask, sure. tell, you know, I, I, I see you guys at a lot of cons and, uh, you know, what's your, what's your favorite con experience with, with Shannon? Um, let's see. Well, we've done heroes a couple of times together and we did Baltimore, uh, last year. Um, I, I liked hanging it cause we shared a room by misunderstanding apparently. <laughs> what? <laughs> I haven't heard this story. <laughs> Did it well, have a heart shaped bed? <laughs> no, uh, well, <laughs> uh, that was a different cast. Apparently, I wasn't in that episode of, oh. of Shannon's con uh, <laughs> convention time with Shannon. Um, no, did you I, hug I, Jose I, Luis Garcia Lopez? <laughs> no, but I did witness it multiple <laughs> times. Um, <laughs> no, we had um, the the short version. Well, it's not really that long a story. Uh, I thought we were rooming together in Baltimore because we picked him up on DC on the way up there. And he thought we were only staying one night. And we kind of discovered that the first night. And it's like, well, I don't have anywhere else to go. So <laughs> kind of stuck with me. But uh, I mean, I actually, it was me, me and Chris, me and Chris too. And when me and Chris get together, it's like, you know, I've known Chris for like, and, and y'all know Chris, right? Uh, uh, yep. Indeed. Um, I don't know if Rob, Robert, I think, has met Chris, but I, I don't think he's really hung out with him a lot. But that, that's Chris your is, wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert! <laughs> no, Chris is not my wife. My wife's name is Sarah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, but uh, so so Chris is one of the funniest people I've ever met, and I've known him for twenty years, and. You know, when you know somebody that long, you just kind of have a shorthand. You talk to each other in. You have all these jokes and stuff. So I always feel like we really annoy people when we're together, just me and him. <laughs> so I don't know if we annoyed Shannon. I had fun hanging out because we watched old, like, 70s Captain America and stuff, and I enjoyed it. Maybe Shannon didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's right up Shannon's alley. I think he would, he would enjoy that. Well, he, he was uh, the one who provided the entertainment, so... Uh, Oh, okay. he, he brought his little uh, he brought his little um, player full of uh, old TV shows and movies and things. So, so it's like what he would have been doing anyway had we not been there. We were just there. Right. <laughs> I can believe that. So, so yeah, I'll say Baltimore. Baltimore was fun. It was fun uh, <clears throat> watching him with Jose Garcia Lopez because I had heard the story, and then uh, he saw him at. Uh, where were we? Uh, Bubba Gump. And he kind of creeped up on him and <laughs> gave him the big <laughs> hug. And then like two days later at breakfast, which I have a picture of, I, I need to get to, um, I need to send you a copy of that to you, John. Cause I got a picture of the wide shot of him, like way over here and Garcia Lopez by himself at breakfast, just eating his little thing. And, and way off on the side is Shannon doing this little, give him a hug thing. <laughs> and there's nobody else in the shot. It's just the two of them at extremes. <laughs> 
Well, if Robert's not going to ask, I'm going to ask. Tell me about, you know, kind of getting to know Robert. And I know you guys were in the studio space together for a while. Talk, talk with us a little bit about that. Well, actually, uh, I stole his space because he moved. <laughs> so, oh, better. Yeah. No. Uh, he, so Robert was up there with Rick Ketchum and um, Steve Bird and John Wyckoff, Wacky. And that's, that's all that was up there when you were there, right? Yeah, like Eric had just moved out and Randy had just moved out the month that I moved in. I was like, okay. hey, guys, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so when I got up there, when I, I came on the scene, um, it was just uh, Rick and Wacky and, and Steve. And so Robert's spot was open. So uh, I uh, I basically just took his, his place. I became the new Robert in the studio. <laughs> 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 and um, we were up there for, I guess... I was up there for five years, I think. And um, that studio space was, uh, is in a really cool old building that they were re- re- renovating. And um, <clears throat> I think they were, Rick and them were the first ones to get space or one of the first, cause they had been there like 10 years or more, 12 yeah. or something like that. And um, then in, I think 2013, it just got to the point where Rick was having health issues and wacky had left. And it was just me and Rick up there most of the time. And, was kind of like, well, I think that's, I think that's going to be it for the space. So I moved back home and started working here, here where I uh, live and never leave this <laughs> little cave. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but that was a really great experience, you know, and I'm sure Robert will say this, probably say the same thing. I learned so much just from being up in that space, especially from Rick and uh, which basically, you know, learned how to ink just through him. And uh, right. being in a studio full of inkers, and then I break into comics as an inker, which I didn't mean to mean to happen, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, you, um, I, real quick, I think me and Brian met maybe once uh, before I moved moved away, once or twice, maybe at Randy's house. So, yeah, at a cookout like, or something. We we didn't really have a chance to hang out too much, but so it was really me and Brian have gotten to know each other through all the conventions that we've done together. Yeah. Uh, usually we would go as a studio or even if it was just me and Brian um, <laughs> and we just really hit it off. I mean, so we've been uh, any chance we get a chance to do a show together. We looks like we kind of try and do that. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's uh, me and Robert. I remember staying up to like three in the morning, just laughing at just studio stories <laughs> and crazy stuff and TV and everything. And, <clears throat> and we're doing rollout roll call together this year. Yeah, in I'm so excited. So, nice. Yeah, I've, I've never been so. Uh, Robert's going to have to help me mind the gap, <laughs> as they say in yeah. foggy London town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So um, yeah, no, I'm excited about that too. Well, so we're we'll be going to the show is in London this year. Last time I went, it was in Southampton. So. And it was just a two-day show, so now it's a three-day show. That should be fun. Yeah, so that's like the perfect convention for Brian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a yeah. show. Roll out, roll call, and I'm like, why? Why am I? Haven't I been at this show all along? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm on both exactly. of these books. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, and I think Shannon was going to go for a while, and then he he, he backed out. So. Just uh, did he think he was going to be a roommate again? Was that the problem? <laughs> Maybe. Thought all three of you were going to show Maybe. He's like, I don't know. I, I don't want it. Baltimore, UK happening again. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, so I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to that. I got my uh, I got my passport last week, so oh, it's real. Cool. It's really really happening. I got plane and, uh, tickets and a passport. Well, you you mentioned uh, you mentioned rollout roll call, and you mentioned uh, you know obviously working on both books. I know you recently went to BotCon. Yep. Yeah, I just got back um, two was it two weeks ago? I think <clears throat> two weeks ago today. Yeah, it, it, it started. So um, I'd never been before, and um, I didn't realize it was such a long running thing. I think it'd been like twenty over twenty years, and I mean I knew it had been around a while, uh, but I just never could make it. It seems like it was always in like Pasadena, the same month as San Diego, and it's like well, I can't I can't go to the West Coast twice in a month. So I just never went. And then this year it was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I was like, well, that's driving distance. That's eight hours. It's like the limit of my driving endurance. So I'm like, I'll I'll go. And um, so we drove up there, me and Chris, and um, we uh, hit Louisville, which I'd never been in before, which I really liked. Are you from Louisville? I'm Born there and grew up out right outside okay. in the country, and my parents are back in Louisville now. Yeah. Okay, no. um, well, I really like the town. My only, but it's filtered through the lens of a, uh, you know, five million Garth Brooks fans that showed up for four shows in two days, right next to <laughs> BotCon. <laughs> so we get there, and it's like we couldn't find parking. There's everybody in cowboy hats. I'm like, man, I have been in the in the Houston airport and not seen this many cowboy hats. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I mean, I know this is the bluegrass state, but and then I was like, oh, there's a uh, there's a Garth Brooks convention next door. I was like, oh, okay, well that 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 uh, that explains it. And then. It's like whenever the, 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 the concert was supposed to be, it was still crowded. Like, why aren't these people in? Oh, he's doing four. Sold out in two days. So that was that that was a little busy. But the show itself, uh, BotCon, was, seemed to be pretty well attended. Um, I uh, they, they, It was kind of a weird setup because it was one of those deals where the main dealer floor was one room and the artists were in the other. Ah, uh, I hate that. <clears throat> yeah. And so my, you know, it would be really kind of sparse in the artist room. And then I walk across and it's packed and like, Oh, okay. Um, and from what I understand, I mean, that I think logistics have been an issue in the past from what I've heard other people say, um, again, this is, I mean, I've been once, but, and I did okay at the show and I met a lot of fans and transformer people. And, um, I I had a good time, but, uh, everybody was very kind of, uh, sad the regulars who'd been there for the long haul were, were kind of uh, by the end uh, um, <clears throat> kind of upset that the whole thing was ending so I'm glad I got to go at least once I mean before it before it got uh, kaput but I had a good time oh uh, there was the flu going around though um, and I had my flu shot and Chris didn't so he rode all the way home with a fever and uh <laughs> Was oh. had the flu the whole next week. He was his uh, his parents actually called me to tell me he's like uh, he's really sick. <laughs> so, so I'm wow. like, yo, well, I, I guess he'll get the shot next year, won't you, there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my big question from that convention was, did you meet uh, Judd Nelson? Did not see him once. Wow! Because we were off in no man's land in the artist sure. room, and so I saw uh, the wall. I was facing the back wall with um, a couple artists there and, um, and it was fine. I mean, they, it's, it's not like it was such a big show that well, they just couldn't find us. I mean, they, everybody knew where we were, but you didn't get any like flow and you didn't see any um, uh, like Judd Nelson or any of those guys in the voice. I never saw any of the voice actors. Um, <clears throat> I was just with the comic 
peeps. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that seems to be like, I don't know. I don't know if more shows are doing it, but they're, they're artists tend to, I mean, I know New York does it, but they have a whole artist section, which works for New York because it's so big. Yeah. But smaller shows, that's, a, that's, that's kind of hard because artists kind of need that flow through. Yeah. There's, there's sometimes where people will go to the show specifically to get art or meet an artist. And that's great. Cause you'll see them like right at the beginning of the show, but then um, most <clears throat> of the sales you do at a show or most of the people you get to talk to is like, they just want to start at the front door and kind of work yeah. their way through. So yeah. they might hit the retailer stuff, but eventually they'll come across artist alley because it's all in the same room. Yeah. Like I think inevitably you get a lot of people who may or may not know there's a second room. And if they do find out at the, towards the latter half of the convention, they're like, Oh, my money's all spent. And yeah. Yeah. I hear that a lot. <laughs> and, you, and you get a chance to talk to them and that's great. But I mean, honestly, making money is a reason why we're there. That's why we take time away from our daily deadline yeah. work is to go and, and meet, you know, uh, fans. And that's a big part of it, but also it's like a, a chance for us to sell our wares or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't, you know, realize for the artists it is. I mean, it's a weird thing because we are there to kind of, there's like three reasons we're there. You know, there's the business reason to make money. And part of that is, you know, we, we typically pay our own way to get there. And having a flow through where you can kind of reimburse yourself, especially if at a convention that's using you to promote the convention. Right. right. Um, <clears throat> but they're not really, BotCon really didn't pay for artist so that, that was a whole nother thing too they they were they charged artists and like i got an eight foot table in one badge right so i had to buy chris's badge even though he was at my table with me and then they use your your name to say look who's coming to bacon well it's look who paid to come to bacon um um so it's, it would be kind of nice to have that flow through and like i don't begrudge bacon for trying to make money i mean it's business and you know i'm i'm a business too but you know, let's um, kind of help each other out here. Um, if, if I had any, I mean, fun, fun publications who ran JoeCon and BotCon, like they've never, ever since I've been going to JoeCon, which was since like 2008, I've only, I've missed maybe two of them. Like I always end up in the corner. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> in the, like nowhere to be found kind of a thing. It's, it's, right. uh, it's unfortunate that they don't make more of an yeah. effort to... Uh, well, it's, an, it's a toy, toy-centric show, really. It's a toy... toy it's is like it? the tier is toy, uh, animation, movies, and comic. Oh, look, the comic artists are here, too. Um, yeah, is, exactly. Is the sense yeah. I get. So, I mean, because the toy... And they had some, like, fantastic toys. Um, I, I almost bought some, some stuff, but you know, I'm, I really couldn't justify it, but cause it's expensive, <clears throat> but I mean, they had like third party stuff, which again is a whole nother issue. If you've got the Hasbro oh, license, but, um, which in the guys that are doing third party custom stuff, do amazing transformers stuff, especially yeah. now 3d printing and all that. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. But, um, that, that's really the foot was the focus. I think of BotCon. um, well, I've always you, I've uh, always heard that Bacon too was in general it was bigger, better attended, and kind of that fun publications put more time and effort into that convention than the JoeCon. Yeah, uh, you know I never did JoeCon, um, and I've only done one Bacon, so I'll take your word for it. So screw those guys. 
Well, Travis, you were the one that I, I that I first heard about. Can you can you talk a little bit about uh, the announcement that came out earlier this week <clears throat> with regards to Hasbro and and what they at least put in license for? Um, it was uh, Monday or Tuesday, shortly after the dust settled for the last BotCon. Uh, they filed uh, for a trademark uh, and copyright for uh, Hascon, H-A-S-C-O-N. And from the looks of it, they Hasbro filed for it. Uh, whether or not that is going to be the name of their con or if it's uh, just them, is it a placeholder right now? It's not uh, – it's up in the air and it's not known what – what it's going to be used for, but it is very uh, highly rumored that um, starting uh, as early as 2017 or maybe even 2018, that Hasbro is going to uh, bring in all of their licenses into one large convention and and have uh, Joe Transformers, My Little Pony, uh, and possibly bring back other favorites such as Mask, uh, and even you know I, I've heard and it's very highly rumored uh, Micronauts and even Rom now. And that would certainly tie into the other announcement as far as the potential for a shared movie universe. It sounds like they're finally getting serious about that as well, and putting together a writers room and and actually tying those things in. Robert, are you also you had a well, you announced at least something you were working on with the ROM covers. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, well, it was... Or what you... Yeah, what I did was... Um, so, IDW has the rights to do ROM. I know that uh, Chris Rial, the editor-in-chief there at IDW, is a huge, huge ROM fan. I mean, I've talked to him about that years ago, and we... And in general, whenever I had done, like, a ROM sketch or something, I'd send it over to him, and he'd squee like a little girl about it so he he's just really into that character so when they got the rights to it i'm positive he was just over the moon so he's writing it and um i've they said i so i did a cover of gi joe with him with rom like snake eyes storm shadow and rom and it, it was really just a promo piece just to it, it, it was an indication of a of an actual interior story crossover uh, just simply, that's something IDW is doing is having ROM guest appear on covers across their properties, just kind of as an announcement way to to show, hey, look what, what we got. And uh, but when I got to um, draw it, though, they sent me a PDF of like uh, the first issue and redesigns and turnarounds and stuff like that. And it just it looks really well done. Like the art is fantastic for the book, and the all the I love the redesigns. It's like simplified in a way but it's not too much and just the proportions and the design looks really good so i'm looking forward to it i know chris is going to write it and whenever you have somebody who loves the property they put all they can into it and um you know they're not looking to do some brand new take on it or turn it on its head they want to write what they love right so you know it's going to be reminiscent of the older stuff but just with the new design and that's how i think is the best way to reboot things anyway so um, I, so I know the writing I think is going to be solid and the, uh, and the art looks fantastic. So I'm excited when it comes out, I'll, I'll definitely be picking it up. <clears throat> so I've got Are a, they doing, oh. no, I, I was about to say, I've got a question. I know part of Rom's, uh, big draw was 
if not every other issue, every third issue, a, a someone from the Marvel Universe showed up, you know, a thing, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, the X-Men, uh, if I recall, I think the Brood and the Dire Wraiths even teamed up one time. Like, do you think that uh, if done correctly, that they could, you know, bring in Joe, bring in Transformers and, you know, cameos every third, fourth, even fifth, sixth, I don't know, kind of just redoing the history or revisiting the, the history of things that made uh, Rom originally so popular? Well, I think, uh, for, I mean, comics are just done so different now than, than it was then. Like then it was, books were just on a monthly schedule and they just kept trucking through telling that story every month. And now everything's done in these five or six issue arcs that are built for a trade. So I think if you had a get, somebody guest appear or there be a crossover, I doubt it would be just for a single issue every third or fourth book because that's going to be a weird – it's going to throw off the story arc to fit nicely in that trade. I would assume the first arc will be a standalone, here's Rom represented in the IDW universe version of it, and it'll be a self-contained six-issue story. Um, I would love for them to ha- to do that, especially considering it's a Hasbro property and they can. Um, they've done obviously GI Joe Transformers. They've crossed over, you know, I mean, to varying levels of success, like all these other properties. Um, I would assume they would be looking to do that at some point, but I would guess it would be a mini series, a standalone mini series, and just have him cross over with GI Joe for a small mini series. That's that's typically IDW's mindset is to keep it within that five to six issue arc. Gotcha. Brian, I know you uh, – we were talking about covers. I know you did the uh, variant for the uh, DV, uh, Deviations book, and you have another Joe cover coming up soon, right? Uh, yeah, I've got, well, I've got two. Um, I've got uh, issue okay. 228 is a all-ladies issue. Um, that's the one they uh, – they, they said um, – Carla said, okay, we're doing a um, – it's only girls in this issue. Put as many as you can on the cover. And I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, Jinx. Oh, six. And it was like, okay, well, I guess six are going. Six is going on the cover. <laughs> so I've got the one with this, the montage of Baroness. Um, and then, well, all the ladies on the cover for 228. Sure. And then um, I just did one they haven't, um, they haven't put out yet of uh, Shipwreck and Deep Six because they show up again after – forever not being in the in the book so i was I th- like um, i think you uh, i think you should have included snake eyes with the dress <laughs> oh, from, the, the, from the, oh. the thing and the oh. wig yeah the next the next time i get a cover and he says it's wide open <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fake eyes in the wig yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you know who's the number one on the list to get that is me. Yeah, that cover goes. <laughs> that is the one commission that Robert Atkins refuses to do. <laughs> I won't we'll draw it. Snake eyes. I won't draw it. What? Why not? Because there's not enough money in the world. <laughs> Man, I work cheap. <laughs> I will draw snake eyes in the the, the dress and the. <laughs> And you, and you've got to draw a timber like dancing, and oh. <laughs> that awkward in that awkward dog standing on hind legs pose. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, <coughs> so weird. 
Yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> so, Brian, you mentioned William the Last, and, and I, I, I know we've talked a little bit about the Kickstarter you did, and it was successful, and congratulations on that. I guess you tell the audience that those that may not be familiar with that uh, story a little bit about, you know, about about the comic and, and, and what you did with your kids. Yeah. Uh, so William last is a, a web comic that I've been doing for the last uh, almost three years now. And uh, it's a story about a, a boy that grows, um, grows up on an Island with his grandfather. Uh, his grandfather dies and he climbs to the top of this mountain and finds himself in a, a kingdom that's uh, being ruled by a tyrant. And William's name has been forbidden from being spoken. So that's where kind of the adventure starts. And uh, just have the Kickstarter for um, to get chapter one of that, which is I think chapter one was twenty three pages. So it's about a standard comic size, and I added a bunch of things that I had a, like um, when I was working up the story and sketches and things. And so I think the whole thing runs about thirty three pages. And um, I uh, just got well, I guess it's been a couple weeks now, but <clears throat> the printer sent an email saying that it had been it was printed in China and um, it's on the boat, and they're like we can't track it till it's custom. So it's somewhere in the Pacific floating <laughs> in the South Pacific, maybe somewhere. Um, but once it gets in um, the U S and hits customs, I'll, I'll be able to track. It. And I, I got, uh, I have extra copies. So I'll have that. It shows this summer, uh, hopefully by heroes. I'm, I'm hoping I'll get it in May. Um, but if not by then, then definitely any show after that, I should have issues of the book. So, so do you have uh, like fingers crossed that like pirates don't attack your cargo ship? You know, I'm really hoping that, that it doesn't end up in like some <laughs> some South Pacific uh, bungalow. <laughs> Everybody's like reading this. <laughs> this is great. The this is great. Let's get internet. I need to finish this. Why are we Russian? I don't know. I do not know why are Russian. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like, I'm going to see yeah. like a, a video on CNN of the big Pacific junk pile. And like, it's all littered all over the top. It's going to be William <laughs> the last. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope it shows up. That'd be yeah, great. man. That'd be, that'd be great if I got what, I, what everybody, you know, sent their money in for, for me to print. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what, what, yeah. I guess, I guess, following that up, what are, what are the what are your plans as far as the continuation? Uh, well, it's a, it's going to be um, a, a fairly. It's not not going to be like indefinite, ongoing. I mean, it has an end, um, but it's, it it is shaped up to be a, kind of a larger work, um, which uh, I hope I can finish. Um, uh oh, there goes John again. Um, so. Uh, Hopefully, I will be able to um, uh, wrap that up, and I'd love to see a big hardcover of it. And I don't know if that'll involve getting a printer and having a, a, a our publisher, actual publisher, do it, or if I'll end up doing it through a Kickstarter or what. Um, I'm still trying to navigate the whole web comic. You know, doing a page a week or two a week is good for a, a gag strip, uh, but not so much for ongoing long form of story. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to do. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask that's that really intrigues me. Like um, how do you work out your kind of, how do you break down the story? Oh, oh shoot. Did we lose every, so, so I, 
what I was asking before we were so rudely uh, interrupted by the technology. I, you know, what's the as far as the next volume with William? What what do you have planned, or have you kind of where are you um, in, the, in that process? Well, um, before the before the the, the little break there, um, I think I said. Um, uh, I mean, it's an ongoing kind of long form thing, and I would like to, at the very least, get uh, chapters, issues printed up to have. Ultimately, I'd like to have the whole thing in a one volume, um, and that's either going to have to, it'll either have to come from a Kickstarter, or it'll have to come from me going through a publisher, which I would be open to either, but both have you know challenges and, and whatnot. So, um, and I. It, you know, saying that I, I really need to try to figure out how to um, navigate the whole web, doing a long form comic over web comics, uh, because web comics, I mean, the nature of the internet is really geared towards immediate gratification, which in comics kind of gears um, gears toward like a gag a day thing. I mean, the, if you have a an actual comic strip or a gag strip where every strip is a joke or a point or something, those do well because those can go viral and people can hop in and out. But long form stories are hard to, um, hard to figure out. Should I, cause I, well, I was reading a, um, a web comic forum on, um, or, uh, uh, Facebook group. And they were talking about this, that people are like, well, sh- is it better to release like scenes? Because I get a lot of people saying, well, I, I read up to such and such, but I'm waiting for you to get a batch of pages because I just don't want to get that trickle of this and then this. And we want they want to read like huge nuggets of story. <clears throat> so in the last month, I've been thinking, well, maybe maybe I just need to like instead of re- trying to release a page a week, release something once a month, like a scene or a batch of pages. Uh, I don't know. It, it's. I, I'm horrible at, at trying to figure out what the next, you know, next big thing is for for internet comics and how how people are going to consume them and all that. So it's been a big um, experiment. Travis, do you read a lot of web comics? Um, I used to read a lot of web, a lot of web comics. I haven't in the past year or so. Um, I, I worked in the mobile industry for 12 years, so it was always something that I, I could show off uh, mobile comics. But uh, here recently, I've fallen off. Um, and I can honestly say where uh, there were, you know, there were times where I would go months and I would, you know, read a dozen web comics every day. It just became part of my routine. Um, but the time that you do that you miss a day or two, then it's like, well, I'll just wait a little bit. And then I then I'll read a week or two to catch up. So I, I wish I could give you a, a better answer, Brian. But I, I've personally I, I've done both. So yeah. either way of how you decide to to do it, you're going to you know it's six of one, right. half a dozen of another. And there's no, no wrong way to to release your 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 comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. I will see. I mean, as long as it's it's, I mean, it's getting out there, and I've gotten. Um, I mean, I had somebody come up at BotCon. I had little uh, flyers with William the Last on it that I kind of used just for my website and things. And they're like, "Oh, I read that." They didn't know that I did it. They were just like, "Oh, I read that." I'm like, "Oh, well, that that's cool." I oh, mean, wow. I've got there. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> so every once in a while, I mean, there. Are, 
I've got like a reader base out there. It's just trying to corral them all, <laughs> uh, which, <laughs> which Kickstarter kind of did. And, um, I mean, I've got a, um, fairly decent number that I've signed up to get the, the issue, uh, or the pages on uh, email. So, um, I have an email that goes out every time I update, it'll automatically send a page to the email. So they don't really even have to go to the site. But, um, you know, it just, just figuring out promotion because really web comics, honestly, to a large degree is about promotion and I'm horrible at that. <laughs> I don't know how you, how do you get through, cut through the noise and get people to go, Hey, look at my comic. I mean, everybody's doing a comic. <laughs> go look at mine though. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping that just over time, the longer I, I do it, maybe it'll just kind of scrape together more and more people. And uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, if the only times where I felt I've really benefited from online promotion or trying to push a project or property, that's exactly it. I mean, it's consistency and people knowing that even if they do miss a day or two or a couple of weeks, they can come back and it'll be there. Yeah, and then um, and just and again longevity. So um, the one project I did that came back and I saw benefit from was when I was doing my sketch a day on my blog, and I started that at a point where I knew I wasn't going to be having a monthly comic out anymore, or at least not for a while. And so I needed something to promote me, just as an artist, not necessarily a particular project, but just so that people would talk about me doing something. And it was because I was doing it every day and because I did it, I kind of set a goal and I did it for a solid year. Um, and it was, you know, obviously whenever I would stop posting on a daily basis, the hits on my site went down, but it didn't take long because that fan base or that the people who were checking regularly, they never like completely forgot about me. And as soon as I started posting regular again, they would jump back on I yeah. those numbers go back up. Um, and it was, I mean, in, in that situation, I wasn't pushing a property that I was creating, but I was just promoting myself as an artist. And I got so much more work straight from that blog than anything else I've done. And it, that, I mean, that spun off my whole like toy package art career, side yeah. of my career and stuff. And it was, um, and then of course that provided content that I used for my sketchbooks and prints and stuff yeah. that I still use now. And <laughs> It's 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 very much like, I mean, you have to commit to it, and it's got to be around. It's got to be around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, it. I, like I said, you know, I, I still have uh, people that that um, that that do check it out and just discover. Like I'll get comments of people that. The nice thing about it just being up there is people can discover it whenever. Um, right. and then hop on and then, then they catch up reading and they're like, Hey, one's another page. Um, <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm working with Robert and Shannon. You need to talk to the guy. It's just, they're, they're taskmasters. I just, they won't let me, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, and that's the frustrating thing too. It's like, you know, there is a, you know, we joking about juggling, uh, Robert's balls earlier and whatnot, but, um, but you know, when you got like a project, like, like way in the last, you, that's like the first thing that has to be put on the back burner. Because, yeah. you know, G.I. Joe is my primary comics commitment. I mean, I got to do that every month. Um, and then, you know, the project I'm working on with Robert, you know, it's got a time frame. I got to get that done. And, you know, the the Dre, I've got to, um, you know, 
do a certain number of pages for that. Um, that's a little more flexible, but still it's like something I committed to. Um, so, and so the frustrating thing is, uh, just that it, I've got that nagging. I want to return to William the last It's such a, it's a long story and I want to have some time to really get a chunk of it done, but you know, I got a family I have to, uh, to feed. So such is life. So typically when we have a new guest on, we have the firing oh. range. Oh, geez. Uh, our fans are big fans of the firing range questions. Uh, we have not rehearsed. We have not rehearsed this tonight, but I, I do have a list here, and I will. I, it always sparks some lively conversation. So uh, I, we'll go. We'll go through these, and and, and hopefully uh, Ryan can add the pew pew sound for the uh, firing range. <laughs> the firing range. Are there, what was the droid's name that shot everyone duck? The <laughs> What's that? From the first few ep- the droid's name from the first few episodes. Oh yeah. I IG88 or something? Uh maybe? Oh. I don't remember. OU812. <laughs> oh yes. 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 I think uh, you are so smart, Robert. How do you remember something like um, that? So are there rules for this or is this just no, uh this is kinda you know either or you know, though there's no rules. They, some, love- of the, some of them have led to great debate <laughs> the folks that listen. But uh oh, I guess, so, so first off, uh Star Wars or Star Trek. Oh that's hard. That is hard. Uh, I am going, man, I'm going to say Star Wars, ah. but, but barely, but barely. I would, I think I would probably agree. I would probably agree, but I just want somebody to say Star Trek to stick it to Ryan. Like he's not even here on the, you know, <laughs> to, to hear it and be like, Star Trek's the best. Ryan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so how about, uh, <laughs> Obviously, very appropriate for what you work on, uh, GI Joe or Cobra. Um, I'll have I'll say uh, I'll say. Oh man, I'll say Cobra. <laughs> I'll say Cobra. Okay. Yeah. Why is it because of the character designs or character? You know, like qu- quality. For some reason, or- well, for, well, for. For me, one of the things I think is just as a kid, I really liked the Cobra. I think designs like I just like the the anonymous little troopers to I could you know play with the toys and stuff. And um, I, but you know there are so many Joes. There are so many Joes. You know, yeah. and Cobra. There's not so. I mean, there are a lot of Cobra, but not quite so many. There's like a core of you've got these guys doing this thing with these things with a bunch of henchmen. Well, I can I can keep track of that. <laughs> well, I but. mean, yeah, there, there's so many Joes, but there's only one toll booth. I mean, <laughs> he's awesome. So, like, why? I don't know. Why you... <laughs> uh. I agree about the design, the Cobra designs. I remember thinking those two red straps on Destro's leg was the coolest thing. <laughs> and I, I yeah. never knew why it was there. And then Cobra Commander had one black strap. And I was like, that must be a cool style. So I, like, cut out... <laughs> fabric and i would tie red and black straps around my thighs <laughs> you 
didn't do that? No, yeah, Rob. Yep. We all did that, Robert. Doug balls, I tell you. Well, this one, this one's even also appropriate. You're even wearing a shirt. Uh, Autobot or Decepticon? Um, Decepticon. Oh man! No, like which start. which Decepticon? They're all uh, what? No, whiny. <laughs> um. <laughs> They just whine all the time because um, they're losers. Soundwave doesn't. That's true. Soundwave is he is cool as you can get, man. Yeah, Soundwave is. I'm gonna have to go Soundwave, or you know, I really do like like the Jets, but um, like Thundercracker, or um, I think I like Thundercracker more than like Starscream, but yeah, Thundercracker. Thundercracker. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's the racist Decepticon. <laughs> so so one that has uh really stirred a lot of uh emotions over the years cake or pie um cake fair enough. no i see like i see what is this this is what i have going on in the, in the window here i've got a non-cake <laughs> <clears throat> there is no right or it's wrong pie, okay Robert likes pie, apparently. I do like pie. What kind of cake? Like, what's the cake that made you decide cake over pie? <laughs> um, I, I think, well, any just like any kind of chocolate cake or ice cream cake, which I don't know if that actually qualifies as cake. But, um, I mean, it's it's ice cream. It's like an ice cream of a cake. Yeah, it's like a model of a cake made out of ice cream you can eat. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, pie is, um, I mean, I don't know. I, when I think of pie, I just think of like apple pie. Is that, I mean, is that kind of yeah. like, nah, it, it's okay. How about when it comes <clears throat> that we're going to go back to Star Wars, 3PO or R2-D2? Um, uh, R2-D2. Less annoying in the long run. I think that's what Mark Wade told us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 that's a good, a good explanation. <laughs> another, another one for the ages is Chewie a sidekick, or is, is he a, Chewie, is he is he a, a partner or, or, a, side or a sidekick? Yeah. Uh, he is a um, a partner that couldn't really make it on his own. <laughs> Whoa, that's a wow! That's exactly a sidekick. That's a sidekick. I think wow. I think you just defined sidekick. I think that's like. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. I don't know because because he's you know he's got skills and, um, <laughs> but but uh, that was a good question. I'm gonna say he's not a sidekick, but he's not a full partner either. He's like a junior partner. He's like a junior partner in the solo firm, um, <laughs> who who just made uh, who who just made a senior position in the last movie. <laughs> well, yeah, so exactly. So, like, no, this is that's a good point. So Han Han is is gone, right? So then you've got Chewie and Ray. Do you think Chewbacca's in charge? No. Ray is in charge. <laughs> she took, she took over well, Han's place. Look, Han, and Chewbacca Chewie's... is now Ray's sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Chewie's whole life is summed up at the end of A New Hope when he didn't get a medal. 
even though he was there for everything. Sidekick like, for life, like, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's like, you know, the droids, you know, there's, you get the sense in the Star Wars universe that the droids are kind of like everybody's like, oh, they're just robots. They're not real people, right? We're just going to do whatever with them. Yeah. But aliens are like, Real, natural, not artificial life forms, but actual aliens are all kind of, you know, for the most part, treated with respect because this is, you know, they all, <laughs> except for for uh, for Chewbacca, <laughs> who shows up like, hey, I helped rescue the princess and everything. And it's like, hey, OK, you stand here and <laughs> you can walk in with them. That's OK. So but you're not getting the medal. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, they acknowledge they acknowledge he was there because he got to walk in with him. He was there for the procession, and that's like more of an uh, insult. It's like you help too. You can <laughs> come in too. Come on, Chewie, you can walk with. I the think big that's kids. why he was just bellowing at the end. He's like, "Come on!" <laughs> He's like, "What? <laughs> what?" what? <laughs> and, then, and then it cuts to the music. <laughs> <laughs> What you don't see is the set. Like the next second, he just goes, he just goes mental and tears apart the first three. Posts. He's he, there, you see him like throwing over the symbols from the musicians you never saw. He's like kicking the drum, the timpani over, and throwing trumpets. Just tearing, tearing. He gets a, he gets a, he gets a snare drum stuck on his foot. You know, like because he broke the. <laughs> That's the sequel to that Star Wars rock concert (laughs) painting. (laughs) This is the most lively uh, uh, firing range in a while. I'm going to try and keep going, though, because I – so do you you remember what was the first comic book you ever got? Um, I I don't know. I know the – the very first like batch of comics I had. I don't remember what the first one was because I was really little. Um, but I never had like superhero comics because my, what happened was my grandma and her sisters would go to the store and they would buy me like uh, Uncle Scrooge or I had a Fat Albert comic. Um, it's like stuff like that. That's um, so like any of those <laughs> those old like yeah yeah. So like. Um, I had the uh, TRS-80 WizKids Radio Shack uh, comic with Superman and Wonder Woman, and and um, which is this great story because uh, Lex Luthor traps Superman in a room of kryptonite that just kind of takes away his powers, but he forgets to remove the payphone from the room, and so <laughs> Superman can call for help. Um, so that was like my first superhero comic. <laughs> Superman, call and collect. Yeah, call, call, <laughs> collect call. Could you just bill this to uh, Daily Planet? No, no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to comics now, paper or digital? Paper. Though, um, because of room, I, I will... <clears throat> I would. I just don't have room for paper anymore, but I would rather read them on paper. Like I'll read stuff digitally, but uh, it's a better experience on paper. I'm the same way with books too. I don't read a lot of e-books. I'd rather have an actual book. I, I just don't read books. Do. 
too many words. At all. You still can't. You still can't. You still can't do it. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah. No. I listen. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and then I'll be talking in a conversation with friends. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I read that book, like, just a couple months ago or something. And Laura's like, you didn't read it. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, man. She, like, she throws you under the bus every single time. She's just like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he listens to that book. I'm like, I get you know, you know, You know what that's called, Robert? You know what a book that you listen to is called? A speech. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it. <laughs> what's, the, what's the next question? Move on. So the next question I have, I cannot believe I get to ask this, and I'm going, but I get to Shannon Gallant or Robert Atkins. Oh, bum, bum, bum. That's the worst. Oh man, take that however you want. <laughs> well, well, you know, hey, no, Nate. Now you've spent a hotel night with both of us. Okay, that's what I'm basing this on. So. um... <laughs> A lonely night in a hotel with Robert and a lonely night in a hotel with Shannon. Wow. Well, you know, Robert's more um, huggable. And, uh, (laughs) but I feel safer walking down the street with Shannon. (laughs) So the question is, do I want safety or or, uh, comfort or uh, love? And... I, I, I think. Wow. Well, hmm. So does Shannon have street cred now? Like, um, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I'm just. I say that because of the whole the whole crop maga. Um, except in Baltimore, he kind of attracts. Uh, apparently, uh, he attracts the trouble in the streets of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> He, he well, definitely gets propositioned way more than I do. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'll say Robert just because he doesn't get propositioned going down the street when I'm walking with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least, so, yeah. at least not so far. Right. Yeah. Well, wait till we get to London. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Robert's like, did I mention I'm sexy in London? <laughs> They're like, you've got the best teeth. <laughs> Look, at Look at this fine, fine specimen that's just come through customs. <laughs> uh, well, I, we're gonna we're gonna get out we're gonna get out of the uh, the firing range with one last question for you, Brian, and that is, if you weren't in comics doing what you're doing. What would you be doing for a living? Um, this implies I have skills that could be applied somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> He'd be a taxi driver. <laughs> I mean, he'd be driving a cab. Um, <clears throat> you know, that is, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say I would probably like, to, like, if I had it all to do over again and comics was not an option. Um, I would probably try to do something maybe with um, like history or uh, like archaeology or something. I think that'd be pretty cool. Because I did, I did teach history in high school for a while there. I won't do that again, 
but um <laughs> but uh yeah so i'll say that nice well you survived the firing range what do you Woo-hoo! think well, so try to trip me up with that whole um shannon robert thing that's like the <laughs> hey hey you're inking these two guys you can be replaced at any moment hey wh- which <laughs> one would you pick <laughs> We like to have a good time. What can we say? <laughs> well, we, we've we had some technical issues uh, this evening, and, and sorry if it make Ryan, I'm sorry if we're making your life harder. Travis, you have any questions or any, anything you'd like to uh, ask Brian or anything you got going on? Um, no, no, no questions. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, just listen and uh, be on the podcast with you guys. I uh, hope to... <clears throat> see all of you at, at a at a con soon i'll be able to to get out and out and about now and travel out of the uh ohio area to to do some conventions soon so pretty excited about that excellent brian what what so you uh i know robert's announced his schedule for the year what's your con schedule look like um i'll be doing heroes in june uh roll out roll call in july um I'm sure I'll be doing Virginia again and uh, the NC Comic-Con. And um, I'll probably do a couple of the um, Charlotte Comic-Cons as well later in the year. Um, and probably I'm going to do Baltimore again. I'll let Shannon room by himself this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that show. So I had fun there. So I'd like to do that one again. So, Brian, again, we really appreciate you coming on. Hope we'll have to have you back with Mr. Gallant whenever he gets his lazy ass back on here. But in the meantime, how do our how do our uh, listeners how do we find you? You know, out there in the world, what uh, you're working on, and, and how to get a hold of you? Uh, well, you my website is Brian Shearer dot com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Shearer, and that's the same for Instagram. And I'm on um, Facebook as Brian Shearer. So multiple ways we can connect in the virtual reality of the interwebs. <laughs> how, how about with the with the William the Last? How do we find that? Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Uh, WilliamTheLast.com. Or you can go to the South Pacific and hook up with the pirate. Or, yeah. Look at the look for the floating pile of trash in the South Pacific. Uh, there might be a few copies there. If not, they're probably just south of the Philippines. Uh, <laughs> well, Robert, or they may be at a convention near you. Yeah, <laughs> no one way of knowing. Who knows, Robert? How do we get how do we get a hold of you, Robert? Uh, you can find my work online, just robertatkinsart.com is my, or robertatkinsart.blogspot.com is my blog. And then on Facebook and Twitter, it's just Robert Atkins Art. Uh, I'll be at a number of conventions through the summer. I'll be at uh, Dallas, then Denver, uh, then over in the UK and London, uh, Boston, Salt Lake City, and New York. So that's the plan. Well, you can find me at uh, John, at J-O-N, for those of you. Didn't know John underscore Thurmond, Twitter, uh, Facebook, John Thurmond and uh, the Virginia Comic Con at VA dot com. Well, if you are looking for us as a as a as a unit, 
is the Star Joe's family. You can find us on Facebook. You can like our uh, our media page. You can we have a group that you can join as well. And if you click to join, Ryan will uh, will get you set up as quick as he can and get you into that group. It's a great community. It's always great to see what's going on, and it's the fun part is it's not always necessarily. Uh, what we talk about on the show. There's a lot of other fun stuff that people are posting out there as well. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Star Joe's Podcast. You can email us at Star Joe's Podcast at gmail.com. You can always call and leave us a, a message at 440-941-JOES. That's 440-941-J-O-E-S. And we'll always play those voicemails uh, as soon as we can on the next episodes. Um, you can find us on iTunes. We are looking for more reviews always please uh, give us five stars if you don't give us five stars don't leave it but seriously leave a review and we still have a contest to do a drawing for uh ryan wasn't here early enough to pull those names so i guess we're gonna have to do it next go round. but you can find us on itunes you can find us on stitcher you can find us on pod Podbean on all those on all those different apps uh to download and and find our entire catalog so I think that's it. And if it's not, we'll talk about it next time. So uh, I guess we'll close by saying the force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everybody. <laughs> hey, Travis, uh, Ryan's asked to to come on board for the last couple minutes. So um, I hate to hate to have to ask you to drop, but. Before we let you go, uh, you want to give everybody your contact information? How can we get a hold of you out there in the uh, interwebs? I am on Twitter at tfowler1. Uh, I also am a co-host on a new podcast called Mainstream Geek. Uh, I'm the Friday co-host. Uh, I'm Every Friday, uh, Jason and I just talk about everything geeky from movie trailers to comics to movie reviews. So if you want to go check that out, that's at MainstreamGeek.com. Uh, that's all I've got for plugs. Uh, I just want to say thanks again, and uh, I will talk to you guys later. Appreciate it, Travis. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So now Mr. Uh, Mr. Drost is going to come on board. Totally ruined the flow of the show, kicking people off. Oh, man. I tell there you. we go. <laughs> Ryan Drost, creating an awkward social situation. <laughs> you you bastards thought you could have a show without How's me. How's that for an introduction? <laughs> hey, the hell was that? <laughs> I don't get messaged. I don't get no one writes to me. We're, I come home and find out there's a show going on. What the hell? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good. Good, good. Um, Other than our technical well, issues, we're doing great. Uh, yeah. That's going to be fun to edit. Like <laughs> You know, we, we blame it on it you. Over. Well, that's fine. You can, yeah, you can blame it on me. I, I will say I've had worse, and you guys know. If, I, I think some of you know that I've had way worse than what you guys have dealt with. So, um, with Skype and stuff like that, where it was like I literally was piecing. Well, Robert was there when we had all the um, the guests on the different uh, listeners that came on. That right. night, that night was a nightmare. <laughs> it was just like constantly cutting out and everything else, and. Um, that, oh, I think I ended up with like eight different tracks I had to splice together and so, yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one was so hard. Yeah. And no, no one knew they listened to it. They're like, that sounded great. No idea what I went through. For that one. <laughs>
Um, I just wanted to jump on just because I, yeah, I can't would go by without me appearing on it. So, you know. <laughs> he just can't let go. No. <laughs> this is my baby, man. <laughs> no, I went to I, I I don't know if it was mentioned at the beginning of the show, but I was I went to a Cavs watch party and I already had those tickets set aside and uh the Cavs won, so woohoo. Three and oh so far nice. against Detroit. And uh yeah, so and then I came home and saw you guys had just started maybe like a half hour into it and I was like, I'm gonna jump on and see what they're talking about. So uh, I was glad to see it wasn't a bunch of Ryan bashing, so that's always a good thing. Of course thing. not. <laughs> Wait, you came in 30 minutes. That, that was just the first yeah, that, that was done already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Brian, I'm actually really looking forward to your uh, the, the Kickstarter thing uh, coming out. Uh, so I'm yeah, eagerly awaiting for, for the book. Uh, I know you me too. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm very much like you. I heard you talk about uh print. Like I tried web comics, they're like I'll read them occasionally, but there's nothing like having it in your hand and, and being yeah. able to read it and, and hold it. So uh I don't listen to books like Robert does, so I, you're you, oh you're literate. Yeah, I'm literate. I can actually read, yeah. Awesome. But that's but to my fault. That's also why we Robert and I have not done a Star Wars book episode in a while because I have to re- read them and not listen to them. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm already done with all these books, man. <laughs> I can listen to them way faster than you read them. I know. I told you I was a slow reader. <laughs> Sometimes my wife has to explain what some of the words mean. That's. What <laughs> <laughs> so, well that's nice of her John you did a fantastic job with the firing range questions those were brilliant I would never have come up with the one with uh, Robert oh, and Shannon so. <laughs> what can I say that was yeah. rough. thinking on the that, fly that was we get an email, email from Shannon I think <laughs> he, dude, he doesn't listen don't worry <laughs> He doesn't okay, listen to so. <laughs> even the ones he's on, he doesn't listen to. So you're fine. Yeah. Well, I, we jokingly said we're just going to keep bringing artists and creators on, and, and just this this was hosts. created after 1975. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. No. <laughs> Did it come out after Captain America? I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Um, no, I've got nothing to add. I, uh, the only thing I want, I know you guys talked a little bit about the Hasbro universe thing. Um, just, uh, not to sound negative with it, but like, I'm tired of every movie company feeling like they have to have a shared universe, like just make some good movies. And if there's a chance to tie stuff in with crossovers later, that's great. But like I thought the last G.I. Joe movie was good. The first one wasn't. Uh I haven't liked really any of the Transformers movies except for maybe the first one I thought was good. Uh there's parts of the other ones that I liked, but I'm not a big, you know, explosion person and I like an actual story plot. So I'd like them to first do something with these properties on a just a awesome story basis before they start trying to figure out how they all tie into each other. But I'm just very afraid of like them putting all of these, trying to fit all these things together and then ending up with uh, changing them too much to where they become like 
in the movie world, at least, they become like uh, visionaries in name only and mask in name <clears throat> only, that type of stuff, like where it's not really even hitting the core of those of those properties. So that's the only thing I'm afraid of. Um, I'm hoping I'm completely wrong. I hope they do knock it out of the park and it's awesome. But I have to laugh because I did watch like a YouTuber that talked about like, it seems like every time IDW does a good comic book version of one of these 80s properties, that's when the movie comes out and it's absolutely horrible. So like they did, Gem was, is an awesome comic. Movie was awful. Transformers, awesome comic. I didn't really care for the movies and I know a lot of other people did it didn't either. G.I. Joe, same thing. It's like, it, it seems like IDW knows how to figure out how to do these properties well for the most part, but Hollywood's still trying to figure some of them out. So um, well, there's fewer people involved in the comic storytelling than in the uh, movie. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. That is a factor. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes into what Robert was saying earlier too, where um, you have like Chris Royale who loves Rom. So he, he knows about the character. He cares about the character. He wants to see it done right. Where you might still have some of those, to to your point, Brian, you might still have some of those people in Hollywood that care about these properties and want to see them done right. But then there's too many other cooks in the kitchen that are, yeah. oh, we need this. You need to do that. So I'm hoping it's going to be a good thing. Uh, I don't think it should be called Hascon. <laughs> I know it's probably just a placeholder. It sounds like a bad just, internet meme. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can see so many sandwiches or something just going wrong with that. <laughs> I think Star Joe's Con would be a good name since it's all those properties anyway. So, but that's just me. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you, that's that's all I had. I just wanted to throw my two cents in because I always have to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, I guess if, if 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 Ryan, if you're really done, then I get so so. Uh, I guess we'll close by saying the force will be one, with you. One, one, one second, I got. You mentioned the voicemail. I don't mean to cut you off there, but I we got actually one of the best voicemails that I think would be good to close the show with. I gotta just find it real quick. But I've never heard a better voicemail that I thought I should play for you guys. Wrong number. Sorry. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so someone called the Star Joe's number, heard the message that said, Welcome to the Star Joe's voicemail. Leave a message and we'll play it on the air. And they felt compelled to Wasn't stay they on check? the line. They felt no. <laughs> they felt compelled to stay on the line to tell me sorry, wrong number. Wrong number. <laughs> wow. All right, how about now? All of our voicemails. (laughs) All of them.